to Letters to Our Yesterday, a podcast that was inspired by my soon-to-be-released women's fiction book, Letters to My Yesterday. Although this podcast is quite different to my book, the inspiration is the same, strong women. I believe that one of the greatest strengths women have are each other. We often support, guide, encourage and inspire each other. Throughout this podcast, I will be speaking to many extraordinary women about their life journey, and together we will explore what advice they would give their younger self. Natasha Haddad is a psychotherapist and a mindfulness teacher with Mindful Schools Australia, an initiative she founded with the goal of reducing stress levels in our youth. Her important work with students helps to create greater peace, focus and presence for them. Natasha also facilitates a monthly goddess circle in which a group of women hold space together free from judgment to create connections, to heal and to meditate. about um, your Mindful Schools Australia initiative that you've started and what you do with that program? Yeah, definitely. I'm so excited about this. Um, We've been teaching mindfulness in schools for the last few years, but the website's only just gone live, so ready for bigger and better things. Um, We've been in several schools, primary schools and also high schools, Mm -hmm. and the results have just been phenomenal. So these are skills that basically, that are so, they're fundamental life skills that we're just not taught Mm -hmm. in our daily life, unless we have conscious parents. Let's face it, most of us don't. Um, So these kids oftentimes are going to school um, with a huge amount of stress and worry about tests about social anxiety about issues that they're carrying through from their home life and they just when what happens um, when a child is super stressed is that their learning centers actually shut down they've gone into fight or flight resources are shuttled to the extremities and the learning centers have shut down so it's impossible like just on a practical level you can see how it's impossible for them to learn in that space and a lot of kids are showing up for school in that space um, particularly um, during test time mm-hmm. so I'm sure you can probably relate if there's a yeah. test that you've studied for you know that you know it but you sit down on the day and your mind just goes completely blank yeah that's because your body's gone into fight or flight mode because it doesn't know the difference between a saber-toothed tiger chasing you yeah. or this hugely stressful test that you've got in front of you so these skills are so important so yeah. what mindfulness is is basically bringing their attention into their body into the present mm-hmm. moment and using breath and different stress reduction techniques yeah. to drop out of that state and into a more relaxed state where they can approach learning from a more balanced place. Okay. And Wilmont Public has actually made the program part of their assessment criteria, really? which is really exciting. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, very progressive principal amazing. who yeah. realises the issues around tests, anxiety, and so the teachers um, will basically run through one of the lessons that I've created yeah. prior to them sitting their test, amazing. which is just beautiful for amazing. the kids. And yeah. I bet they'll see the results. Yeah. Yeah. in their assessments because of that yeah incredible yeah. so what does that can you run us through just kind of briefly what a mindfulness session would look like if you went into say a high school yep how would you kind of run that session so the high school ones that we've done have been focused in on teenage girls um mm-hmm. so we talk a little bit about issues that they're facing at the moment yeah. so um body issues social media mm-hmm. and everything that that brings with it so bullying instagram comparing themselves constantly to these unrealistic ideals yeah. um that they're seeing and just talk about the the situation at hand at the moment and just really getting them to acknowledge what they're dealing with and and yeah. that it 
it can be stressful and that it can be uh, like a lot of pressure when they're putting all of this energy outside of themselves. So we generally have a huge amount of external awareness. So they're going to school worrying about like what they're wearing, what they're, what they're you know, how they're dressed, their, yeah. their weight, their parents' like money situation um, and all of these sorts of things. Um, and there's not a lot of inner awareness. And we okay. know that when we put happiness outside of ourselves, mm-hmm. it's really, really, it's a dangerous place to live because mm-hmm. someone says the wrong thing or someone hassles them when they're walking through the school gates, throws them out completely. You're always relying on other people. Yeah, exactly. Um, So just the first uh, session that I do with them is just acknowledging where they're at at the moment Mm -hmm. and really honoring the levels of stress that they're dealing with because it's not like when we were in high school. Uh, There's a whole other level to bullying and social injustice. Like it's it's really, really brutal. Um, So acknowledging where they're at. um, And then once they've come to a place of acceptance and and really want to change that, because oftentimes this is their daily life. They don't realize that things can be different to to what they are. So... um, then we go into giving them the skills, um, the mindfulness-based skills yeah. to deal with all of that. So again, just bringing back that internal awareness, um, recognizing where they're p- putting their happiness outside of themselves yeah. and focusing on inner body aliveness. So the first step, that, the first thing that we do to really help settle mm-hmm. is to focus on their breathing and focus on inner body awareness. So mm-hmm. I get them to do this cool technique where they clap their hands and you can try it if you're listening at home, yeah. it's really cool. Clap your hands and then bring your hands out slightly and just feel that tingling sensation inside your hands. Um, that's your inner body. Uh, that's a really great tool to access that inner body awareness. And then as you get more, as you progress through meditation, you can actually become aware of that inner body aliveness through your whole body. So you could be sitting where you are right now and focusing yeah. on your right shoulder, feeling that energy flowing through your right shoulder. And you get a feeling similar to what you Sim- get in your hands. In your hands, yeah. The yeah. hands and the feet are the easiest um, access points. Wow. But yeah, eventually we can become aware of that internally. Wow. So just um, it's a big movement from an external state to a, an inner awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And what kind of reactions have you been getting from the students like during your sessions? Um how are they reacting to what, you know, are they uncomfortable or are they a bit shy or do you feel like they just embrace it and go for it? Some of them embrace it straight away. Some yeah. of them are crying out for it and some of yeah. them have a lot of resistance there. Mm. Um, but then by the end, but I know I get feedback right at the end yeah. and one of the girls said, I thought I was going to hate this and now I don't want it to oh, end. Really? I love, I actually like myself now. Oh, like I love myself God. now. How does that make you feel when you hear things like uh, that? It's great. I wish I do it because I needed that when I was at high school. Yeah. That's something that I didn't have. I struggled yeah. a lot in high school. So I guess mm. it's it's a way for me to, to help and, yeah. and gift what I would have needed at that time. Yeah. Even though there's structures in place to help with like things like bullying, like the, every school has a school yeah. counsellor, um, you realise a lot of girls are really afraid to speak up or they don't even know that those feelings are there because they are so repressed yeah. and we just have a society where we're constantly distracting ourselves and don't really yeah. sit with our feelings. So by the second session, we actually identified a few girls uh, as suicide risk. Wow. And you re- it makes you wonder how often that that's happening. Those feelings are there, but they're just yeah. not being addressed. Completely and, ignoring them. And it's really, it's really scary to go yeah. and see a school counsellor or to speak up about it, but yeah. just having those moments of inward reflection and, and deep... I guess awareness <clears throat> brought those those feelings to the surface and we were able to get them some help. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Really incredible work, yeah. So what do you think, you touched on it a little bit already, but what do you think the biggest problems facing our youth today are, say, compared to when we were 
Oh my gosh, well, for high school in particular, yeah. uh, social media. Social media mm. is social media is huge because it, yeah. they don't switch off from it. A lot of the girls, they bring their phones to school. Yeah. They sleep with their phones, so they're getting notifications throughout the night, which is waking them up. They're not yeah. sleeping properly. They're constantly tired. That makes them feel stressed. And then ways yeah. to cope with that is like eating and then there's obesity mm. issues. And I mean, with primary school kids, I saw them like they're having V's and things like that. Mm. Like it's just crazy. Yeah. So when they're putting those toxins into their system, it's no wonder they can't settle down yeah. and be receptive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love what you're doing. Oh, thank this you. This is very, very important. Um, okay. So now we'll just move on to something else that you've been working on, which is your goddess circles and yeah. I've attended one of those and they're so beautiful and what I noticed was um, when I read about it and you had told me about it I thought it was something I was going to be really uncomfortable <laughs> in but what I noticed was well the first thing I noticed is what a comfortable situation it is like there's this level of comfort and no judgment and safety yeah. um, how do you go about creating that space for women well again that's something that I was really lacking in my life yeah. and that I would have wanted and so I noticed that there was nothing like that in my area mm. so I created it myself yeah. and it's just been phenomenal a lot of the women have created lasting friendships from mm. it and just you develop that level of connection that's often missing from everyday experience yeah. so we're walking around generally with these masks on pretending to be someone that we're not and it's yeah. really hard to be vulnerable yeah. we're sort of everything's sort of quick and fast paced like hi how are you going we don't really drop beneath that surface level of yeah. connection and we usually want to be like we're coping yeah you know, we want other people to think that we're coping all the time yeah. yeah so just to have a space where you can just drop the mask and be completely mm. raw and open and honest and vulnerable and connect yeah. in that way is huge and like sometimes within 10 minutes of people being here there's tears because yeah. it's like oh my gosh I don't have to carry this with me anymore yeah. I can take off the mask and you're going to see me and you're not going to judge me and I'm accepting yeah. this moment yeah it's I don't think you'd be attracted to something like this if you were coming in and trying to puff yourself up in yeah. any way. It's like yeah. it's, it is just I do attract women that um, are in a space where they just do want authentic connection and they just want to be real yeah. and they just want to awaken. Um, some people are really uh, far down the spiritual. Well, we're all equal, obviously, but some yeah. people have been on this spiritual path for a long time. And then I have a lot of newcomers that mm -hmm. are just are really new to this and just drop into the space really quickly and. I invite people of all different faiths and it just and invite yeah. them to connect with what feels comfortable with them as yeah. well. So it's not like coming to this space and you have to fit into this box or you have to, it's not like yeah. labeled in any way. Yeah. It's like connect with the best self uh, that's within you right now yeah. that's just waiting to be yeah. accessed and embodied. And that's why it relates to so many different types of women, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, and I think the youngest I've had is 14 and the eldest would oh, be in their 80s. Oh, wow. <laughs> Lots of mothers and daughters come awesome. as well, which is really beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so I think it takes a lot of courage to do things that you're doing. Like, you're, um, you know, a lot of the things that you're working on are things like I know for sure, I've known for a long time something needs to change in schools or mm. there needs to be something more in schools. But what gives you that courage to say, that's it, I'm going to do something about it, I'm going to create something new, um, I'm going to share what I believe? You know, where does that inner yeah. courage come from? I just have so much passion about it. And I guess mm. everything's kind of, when you are super passionate about something, things just fall into place. Yeah. Like, it just happens so effortlessly. So one of the uh, attendees of Goddess Circle um, that was coming was from Blacktown Council. Yeah. And she invited me to do one of the Safe Schools programs. Um, okay. and And then... I presented to a whole bunch of primary school kids. It was like one of these big days with the mayor there and everything, and yeah. there was all a whole lot of different workshops. And then somebody um, was interviewing all the kids afterwards, 
And he said 99% of them said your mindfulness session was their favorite one. Really? And so she's like, wow, if the kids are needing this, we're going to put you in schools. So Blacktown Council actually funded the first few terms oh, wow. of the program and it just yeah. took off from there. But I think if I you know if I was fearful mm. about God I said well, one thing kind of led to another yeah. so I guess it was like stepping up and stepping out and things just really flowed effortlessly from yeah. that point point. and do you think that's happening because do you feel like you're on this is your calling or this is your path yeah absolutely you know I mean? it yeah. doesn't mean it's easy no. I'm scared all the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like with the mindfulness stuff I've created it from the ground up I yeah. guess the same with the goddess circles mm. it's just it's, it has been a lot of work and a lot of um like my biggest fear in school was public speaking was, oh <laughs> so I definitely had a lot of fears to overcome yeah. um but I guess your your wound your wounds are your womb I love that saying so oh. whatever you've been wounded around so public speaking was a huge fear for me that yeah. was like fear shut down lockdown I found it really hard to speak yeah. up but that has become my womb for creating this space of just oh. putting myself out there and creating this space of like mindfulness and circles and, and my yeah. transpersonal work wow. as well so I think whatever you've gone through it's it can be a huge lesson and there's often yeah. a lot of gems in you know, what we've struggled with yeah and when you overcome it you're that you're the best person to be able to help others going through yeah it absolutely well, yeah. you're the only one that can really understand what they're going through yeah 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 so talking about wounds becoming a womb for creativity and healing and expansion, I, I often, I struggled with my weight my whole life, basically yeah. since I was a kid. I think my mum had me on a diet from when I was two years old. Oh. And at my biggest, I was 150 kilos. And I reflect oh. back on that time and think like, why did I have to go through that? But yeah. now I've created this amazing weight loss program and I'm actually going to, in the future, looking at doing a weight loss retreat. Oh, wow. Not based in diets, not based in anything physical, because I do believe that everybody if you're holding excess weight it's there for a reason so it's yeah. a form of protection it's for what for whatever reason it's serving us at the time yeah. so really going into the deep psychological and energetic issues around what it is more so than looking at looking at it from a physical viewpoint because everybody knows that going to the gym and exercising every day we we all know on a logical level that that's going to work but why don't we do it it's because of these these um, barriers and resistance that yeah. we have around it so really approaching it from that perspective. So that's another another one of my wounds that I'd like to give. Yeah. yeah. It just rang such a bell with me when you said we know what we're supposed to do but we just don't do it. Yeah. Like I do that all the time. I know <laughs> what makes me feel good, like health wise. Yeah. But you know, fifty percent of the time I don't do it. And like, yeah. what is that? Is that a, like trying to keep you small or keep you safe? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And because we're generally unconscious about our experience. Yeah. So people use unconscious, the word unconscious in the spiritual community as like a judgment. Oh, you're so unconscious. Yeah. But it's unconsciousness is basically the repressed aspects of ourselves that we haven't brought conscious light to, that we haven't yeah. brought awareness to. So I could say in my head, okay, I want to lose weight. So that means I'm going to go on this diet and I'm going to go to the gym. And then I have a limited amount of resource, like willpower resource. I can maybe yeah. pump it out for like two weeks and then I'm going to self-sabotage. Yeah. And that's because there's an aspect of me that I haven't looked at. That's maybe a, my five-year-old self or whatever that feels unsafe and that needs yeah. the food or needs the weight as protection or that okay. needs the food for comfort or that needs etc etc we all yeah. have different reasons and 
so it's about looking at those unhealed un- un- repressed unconscious aspects yeah. within us healing those and then we don't even need willpower then it's like a natural choice that's in alignment with with yeah. who we are so it's like this doesn't this chocolate no longer feels good for me yeah. this drink no longer feels good for me i just can't even pick it up and put it in my system oh, wow. because there's no longer a need yeah. for it so willpower is more like pushing against it pushing something away pushing through it yeah. and when you heal those aspects within it just it's a natural alignment it happens automatically yeah. it's an automatic process Okay. Your body knows what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. Really fascinating. So can I ask you what, because you've got so much experience um, working with spirituality and working with so many different types of people. What do you think at this point in your life, what do you think, um, it's a big question, what do you think the purpose of life is? Like, why do you think we're all here? Why are we all here? Uh, to know ourselves, relationships. Yeah. I think if there was just... If we are all one, there was no, there's no um, contrast. There's no light and dark. We, mm-hmm. If everything was love, how would we know what love is? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I yeah. think we needed to create a situation where there was contrast and opposing things to know who we are and to choose. Yeah. So in essence, like no one can really say what the purpose of yeah. life is, but yeah. I think it's to, to remember who we are in each moment um, regardless of what the outer experience is yeah. so just choosing love in every single moment which is basically turning our attention inwards and having us say like what would you have me do what would you have me say like from a yeah. from a um and it, you know everybody has that sense of that intuitive nature within them that small yeah. still voice within and it's often so shattered and, and clouded by the distractions and the noise of the world mm. so i think our job is to basically get back in touch with that and that doesn't mean going and sitting on a mountaintop and meditating for 20 years and yeah. you know it, that's easy the real job is to be you know at home or be a mom or be in the yeah. workplace or be in these hard situations and not be sucked into the gravity of the world okay. to hold that space within regardless of what you're experiencing yeah and it takes daily practice and it takes a turning of attention over in each moment and it's not easy but that's the real work can i just go back for a minute when we were talking about um you being on the right path Mm -hmm. and you said that you're scared all the time (laughs) you know because and i think i really believe that because i remember being told when i was younger um when i wanted to dream big and do things that sounded insane (laughs) and someone said to me you should always feel a little bit of uncomfortable yes you know and if you don't feel uncomfortable you're not doing anything you're not growing yeah how do you know um when to listen to that fear like what's intuition telling you oh okay no that's not for you yeah and what's just plain old fear trying to pull you intuition back like, how do you, yeah how yeah. do you know the difference between those two well i knew i wanted to do something i always knew that i wanted to do psychology but i was in a sales job which was very very safe mm. and that paid very well yeah. and so i was in that and at the start i was learning a lot and that was a great experience but i knew i guess just like a child outgrows a toy i knew yeah. that that experience like i had outgrown that experience yeah. and that was almost painful at the start it was like exciting and i loved it and then mm. it became like just just drudgery just like painful to be pain. there it was just i felt mm. yeah so I, I knew that I had to let that go. And I guess it's a big space of trust. A lot of people are in jobs that they don't like and they're just yeah. kind of plodding along. But taking that leap of faith um, to honor your inner calling is yeah. huge. And yeah. it, it's, it is fearful. Like it is um, a really scary experience, but it's definitely paid off and it will yeah. definitely pay off for everybody listening. Yeah. If you're feeling that <laughs> and you're feeling drained and you feel like you just don't want to be there, then, then listen to that inner voice within yeah. and, and see you know get some direction and get some clarity around what you're meant to do then the doors will open yeah and it's okay to be uncomfortable yeah and then stepping out like it would have been comfortable but it was painful yeah yeah 
I guess just like with food and eating, it was like it was a, like com- it's comforting to sit there and watch Netflix and yeah. eat a bag of like a you know box of chocolates yeah. or whatever. But that um, it no longer becomes comfortable. Like it, what yeah. was comfortable before becomes painful, yeah. and you know that you have mm. to make a decision to move through it. Yeah, yeah, and it's scary on the other side, but it's it's worth it. No, it's a lot to get through, isn't it? But I think yeah, then when you look back and see what you have done, yeah, that's where the reward is. Yeah. yeah. And continuous growth. I mean, growth like yeah. a, like a flower opening. It just has to trust. Like, how does it know when it opens its petals that it's not going to be destroyed? Yeah. It's like a really fearful yeah. place to be. And as the flower's opening, to just like really just, it's like complete vulnerability and trust. Yeah. So it yeah. is scary. Yeah. I like that metaphor. It's <laughs> really good. It's, if you could write a letter to your yesterday, so to your younger self, any yeah. age mm-hmm. you want, what would you write to your younger self? Oh my gosh, I would write it to my teenage self yeah. and just let yeah. her know that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. to. Um, Hang in there. <laughs> yeah, just to, uh, like, that you're good enough and you have mm. value and to trust yourself and to trust your, intu- your intuition. Like, when I was a teenager, I was kind of waking up and interested in spiritual concepts and interested in these things. And at the time, there weren't yoga centers on every corner or places mm. that you could meditate. And my parents weren't spiritual at all. And it felt like I was really lonely. Like, I had mm. a really lonely. Um, teenage a few teenage years and so I would tell her that um, yeah not to not to forget who you are and stick Mm -hmm. with that regardless of what's happening around you and that everything will come into alignment in time and you're going to be okay beautiful (laughs) thank you so much for speaking to me today I think your advice is going to really touch a lot of women and really inspire a lot of people so thank you thank you so much Thank you for listening to Letters to Our Yesterday, the podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation and feel inspired to, please take a moment to rate and review or share it with someone you love. You can follow me on Instagram at Karen underscore Seth, Facebook at Karen M. Sepulveda, or visit my website www.karensepulveda.com. Thank you again. And don't forget to subscribe to hear more conversations with extraordinary women. Thank you.